Hey, what's the rush? Oh, sorry, guy. Raptor Shootaround, TSN 1050, tsn1050.ca. Here until 1, Leafs Lunch with Andy Petrillo will not be with us today because we want to continue to cover this story. Jack Armstrong at the top of the hour. Matthew Cause later on as well. But right now, former voice of the Raptors, Chuck Swirsky at CTS Bulls is the Twitter account. Chuck, welcome. How are you today, sir? Good. Pass on my best to my former broadcast partner, Mr. Armstrong. I will. I will do that. Um, and and I guess you know, just to sort of a. Uh, I'll give you the opportunity, the platform here. What do you want to say to Raptors fans right now? I'm excited. I'm excited for the fan base. I'm excited for the city. Obviously, the country. I know the uh, the adrenaline is pumping right now, and I'm just thrilled. I really am. I mean, this is. If you go back to the expansion season. And then the different layers that peel back to this point, it's just an amazing, amazing journey. It is, and, and the last year has been really special. I mean, you go through all that pain and, and uh, I guess, growing pains as well as emotional pain when things don't work out, and then you have a front office that pulls the trigger on three or four decisions, and, and one of them is the, saying goodbye to the coach of the year. I mean, this stuff is really remarkable, isn't it? Well, I mean, it's remarkable. I mean, think about what Messiah has done. I mean, again, Masai knows exactly what he's doing. And, um, you know, in this sport, it's very unforgiving. But you have to make tough, tough calls. You have to, or else you shouldn't be in that position. And he has really embraced his role. I mean, Dwayne Casey is beloved by everyone. And I mean everyone, not only in Toronto, Mm -hmm. but the NBA is such a classy individual. And then you have DeMar DeRozan. And everyone feels the same way about DeMar. But he had to go out and make a best decision for the betterment of the franchise. And that doesn't necessarily take anything away from Dwayne or DeBar. It's where this was going, this vision, this plan. And it certainly has paid off. Uh, when you watched Game 4, to me, that's, that is, for me, the biggest win in franchise history. That was somewhat remarkable, wasn't it? Well, it, it was truly remarkable. I mean, listen, um, Golden State is a terrific ball club. And I know the absence of Durant is huge. I mean, arguably, whether you want to say he's the best player in the game, he's in the top two, top three, whatever. But this has been a significant loss. Having said that, a team has to take care of business when you lose a player of that magnitude. And the Raptors did that. So, again, I understand the, the, the mindset of people saying, well, what happens if Durant? We'll never know. Now, if he plays tonight, that's one thing, but he still won't be the Durant that we know that has, you know, carried that Golden State ball club along with Thompson and Curry. But the truth of the matter is, you can't worry about that. You have to take care of your own business, which the Raptors have done. Yeah, they've done a nice job of that. This is a team that gets better by the round, comes up with solutions in-game and responds to losses like, like nobody that, that, uh, that I can recall here before. But certainly that's, that's championship caliber, isn't it? Well, it is. I mean, you know what, Jim? You're, you're looking at a situation where this is, um, to use the cliche, of course, we never do that. But, I mean, this has been a chess match. And when you get into a series, um, whether it's opening round or now the NBA Finals, you make adjustments and you look for everything and anything that you can tweak. And I think Nick Nurse deserves a ton of credit. I mean, a lot of credit. Because I know the Raptors are banged up, but I know that Ananobi would have been a huge plus. And you know, you're looking from quarter to quarter what you can do when you spot something. And I think he really settled in. After that second game, 
in Milwaukee where they were down 2 nothing. It showed the resiliency and character of the Toronto Raptors. And one thing Nick Nurse has proven, that he can, he can take the heat. And, and in the kitchen right now, he's cooking it up. I mean, this guy has been a master chef. Uh, Nick Nurse has done a, a marvelous job. We all appreciate that here. Um, who would you compare him to? Because he's really got an open mind, and that isn't always the case. Who would I compare him to? Wow. Well, I mean, since he's in his first year as a head coach in the NBA, I mean, you know, I think Nick Nurse is, is Nick Nurse. I mean, you know, yeah. I mean, I, I'm not really into comparisons, especially in a coaching situation, because I think he's just going to get better and better. And I think especially now that uh, he's elected to coach the Canadian national team, I, I think it's going to only help him because the more, the more you can coach and the more you can learn about yourself, relationships with players, picking things up from other coaches that you see. Um, I know I've talked to a lot of coaches, Jim, in the NBA that have picked things up even when they watch a high school game. Their kids are playing, and all of a sudden they see something that a high school coach runs and he says, you know what, I'm going to try that in practice to see, you know, if we can incorporate this or if they see an NCAA game, you know, whether it's full court press. I mean, Nick Nurse used a box and one. And I know Jeff Van Gundy kind of gave him a little tweak on that. But the truth of the matter is it worked. So, you know what, my job as a head coach is to put my team in a position to be successful. And he's done that. Well, that level of partnership that exists between Nick Nurse and, and the playing roster, is that, I mean, how often do you see that in the NBA? Well, I mean, listen, Jim, it changes year to year. I mean, that's what chemistry in the locker room, and right now the chemistry, obviously, with the Raptors is very, very good. And, and one thing about the sports, especially at a very high level, you have got to have a relationship with every player. And I'll never forget a quote. In fact, uh, a quote that has been used many, many times by a lot of coaches when they put a ball club together with their general manager, sometimes the most important players, not the most important, but is very central, is who's going to be the 10th, 11th, and 12th guys on your club. Because you need those players to understand their role, that they're going to have to buy in, that they know exactly on a pecking order who is 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, maybe 9. And they need to practice hard. They need to have a great attitude. And that's what I'm seeing from the Raptors. I mean, this is, this is a business. I get it. But this is also, you got to check your ego at the door and sacrifice. And the players have done that. Well, led by Kawhi. I mean, he's the ultimate with the, uh, the game matters more than anything else. And, and he's in the moment. I don't, I don't recall seeing that in anybody in the Raptors before. Well, I mean, there, there have been you know, players that have passed through, obviously, during the 24 years that have played in that moment, but not at this level. I mean, you know, the Raptors never got to this level, let alone, you know, when I, when I was broadcasting games, I mean, we were looking at a very, very young club with, uh, you know, McGrady and Carter and then Bosch came in at the age of 19, just turned 19, and Vince was 21. McGrady came out of school at 18. And, you know, fortunately, Glenn Grunwald then surrounded them with, you know, Kevin Willis and Charles Oakley and Doug Christie and Dee Brown and whatnot. But at this level, no. I mean, no one has ever seen this with the Raptors, period, with what Kawhi is doing. Uh, one of the things we look forward to on a nightly basis, aside from the brilliance of Kawhi Leonard, would be who helps him, who chips in. And that was uh, Serge Ibaka in the last game. You don't know who it's going to be tonight. Who do you think will, will step up with Kawhi tonight? 
Well, you know, I'm I'm, I'm a big believer in Fred Van Fleet, and uh, I love Fred. Uh, I think he is uh, the consummate pro. I mean, he he has a tremendous uh, attitude and personality when he's on the floor, and I I I think that it's been it's been an education for a lot of fans, especially in the United States, that are really getting their first heavy dose of the Raptors. I mean, Toronto has been on national TV a handful of times, but not to this level, obviously, where they're shown on ESPN now, ABC in the states, and TNT, and for for players like Fred who have risen to the occasion. I mean, you know, Danny Green has played on the big stage. Kawhi has played on the big stage. We've seen Ibaka with Oklahoma City and whatnot. Marcus Gasol has played with Memphis in the grindhouse and whatnot. But for fans to get you know, an idea who Pascal Siakam really is and the unbelievable story of his background, and for Fred to do what he's doing, you know, as an undrafted player, gives hope to a lot of players right now uh, throughout basketball, who on June 20th won't get picked, who will be going into summer league or G League trial camps with the hope of doing something. And I think that's a great storyline, and that's why I'm excited to see what transpires tonight. Yeah, that's uh, player development, which is something the Raptors have written the book on also, isn't it? Well, it is, especially now, uh, because what's going to happen, Jim, uh, you know, with the, with the cap, and it's going to be interesting as we move forward uh, with this thing, where the cap is at, does it go up a little bit? Does it go down? The max contracts, super max contracts are going to affect the roster as we see what Golden State is doing because their bench is very, very thin and probably at times average to a little bit below average if they don't play up to their capabilities. And you're going to have to have player development. I mean, you're going to have to have a guy like Alfonso McKinney who is in the Raptors system and then Golden State, you know, picked him up and he has played well. But he, that just didn't happen overnight. That's credit to the player, but also the Warriors staff to work with him and say, okay, we're going to polish your strengths, and we need to fix your weaknesses. And that's what player development is. Player development is, and here's a basketball, and we're going to go around the free throw line, and you're going to take 100 shots. It's okay. Let's, let's break down your shot. Let's break down your release point. Let's break down your angles when you have to cover a man on a wing. Let's work on pick and roll and know when to release. All those things go into player development. And I think, you know, two, two teams that really you look at Golden State's development along with the Raptors, there's a reason why they're there. And a lot of teams are, are into player development, and they should. And that's how you get a player better. I mean, Jim, sometimes you draft a player, and their ceiling might be a six, six, six and a half, maybe a seven, and they come to you as a five, a five and a half. But if you can raise that level to maybe a notch or a little bit better than a notch, you've done your job. I mean, you can't expect a player to go from a a three to an eight, but you can expect with the right player development and the skill set of a player to improve if you have the right people around them. Chuck, as you can imagine, the city is full of anticipation. So is the country. What should we look for tonight? Well, uh, again, you know what? Uh, regardless, and you're going to find out probably soon about Durant. They're going to maybe call it a game time decision. Maybe they'll release an update. I know it was questionable as of this morning. But even if he plays, I mean, what, what type of player are we looking at? And, I mean, this is hard. He hasn't played in a long, long time. And, you know, arguably he's already a lock for the Hall of Fame. But you can only ask so much out of a player who hasn't played at an NBA tempo. It's one thing to get one practice in or to run sprints. It's another to play in an NBA game. I think the Raps are going to win it tonight. I really do. I, 
I, I think that the the country is so amped. The players are. I want. I I gotta believe they want to get this thing over with right now, and not worry about people talking about Game Six because you know what's going to happen if there's a Game Six. Nobody's going to talk about a Game Six. They're going to talk about a Game Seven. So for the Raptors, you don't worry about six and seven. You worry about tonight, and you focus on tonight, and you focus on every quarter. And if they do that, they're going to be victorious. So I, I probably asked you this before, but when you when you sit there uh, and and you watch the Raptors play, knowing your history with the team, how does that feel? Well, it feels great. I mean, I, I you know what? I think of a lot of people that uh, I first met when I came to Toronto, and I'm not only talking about Jim MLSC people. I'm talking about people that you know were my next door neighbors. And I saw them pick up a basketball for the first time in their driveway, shooting hoops. I remember, you know, taking my kids to practice for the Burlington Panthers and people like Ron Foxcroft and Jack Armstrong and people that were just tremendous support systems. And, I mean, I, I, you know, I go back to the roots of basketball and how those 10 years of my life, 10 of the greatest years of my life, and how I saw this sport develop and relationships with family members and, and neighbors. I mean, it, it was awesome. And then Judy and Larry Tannenbaum, who without question, I love Larry and Judy so much, and what they've been through with the Raptors and the Leafs and whatnot. I, I can't wait to have them go through a parade because they deserve it. They are unbelievable human beings. Chuck, extremely well said. Thanks very much and all the best. All right, Jim. Thank you. Our pleasure. Chuck Swirsky at CTS Bulls is the Twitter account. As we head to the top of the hour, the bonus hour, Leafs Lunch has the day off. And uh, Andy was uh, nice enough to give us the hour. So coming up next, we'll have Jack Armstrong, Matthew Cause, who takes over at one, and uh, some sound and some thoughts on what could happen in the next, uh, let's do some math here, in the next, uh, what, 12 hours. Okay, that's safe, the next 12 hours. This is Raptor Shootaround, TSN 1050, tsn1050.ca, also available on the TSN and iHeartRadio apps.